forever. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell tell on the Pod. pod. It is a podcast all about scary stories, urban legends, spooky real things that happened to you that you told us about. And uh, it's a comedy podcast about scary things. Um, Anna and I are not Mulder and Scully. We are um, click and clack, but with haunted cars. Who are click and clack? Click and clack. do we have, is there like an overlap of NPR listeners on here? Cause there was, there used to be a show called car talk that was hosted by just two funny <gasps> people who called themselves click and clack. Andrew, I can't believe you just said that because today's theme is haunted cars. Anna, I, that this is the I'm news I needed today. Wow. Scared as <laughs> hell. Oh, I don't feel safe here or anywhere. <laughs> the synchronicity is real and it is upon <sighs> us. For people who hate banter, it's you you're eaten today, Hive. Wow, it, it is, is hell for you. We are in. We're in immediately <laughs> to the theme. There's no chatting. Um Okay, so I I guess we'll just damn, I guess we'll just get into How it, Andrew. We do this? Okay. I'm not gonna mess with it. A pure accident. Um, Okay, cool. So uh, this is a listener email from someone named Colton Carter. Colton Carter? And they just signed. Yes, an amazing name. Um, Colton Carter signed uh, his or their email with just Colton. But Colton Carter also says that Colton Carter does comedy on the internet. So I assume that Colton Carter wants their first and last name said. That's great. Um, And uh, just a reminder that the way you sign your email is the way we will typically credit you. Mm -hmm. Um, but please, uh, but f- just for Colton Carter, we're going to go with the Colton Carter. I know it's very, I, it, Colton Carter feels to me like, um, a huge Disney channel star. I know he's like, he was really cute as a little kid and then he fired his mom. <laughs> Could be something like that. Um, and this is a listener email. If you have scary ghost stories, uh, to send to us, you can send it to scary at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Colton sent us this email. I can't believe how quickly we're getting into this. I, I like don't feel right. I'm all, I feel like I'm on a goddamn roller coaster, Anna. When it's my turn to introduce what the story, what the podcast is about, we're normally getting going like at this point, <laughs> but we're just in. Okay, great. Um, and the subject line is things people died in. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Um, Colton Carter writes, "Hello and Andrew. Hello and Andrew." <laughs> I just subliminally skipped my own name. I'm so sorry. Anna. Um, okay. Hello, Anna and Andrew from Scary Stories to listen to while waiting for Lady Bird updates. That is correct. Oh, my God. I do have a Lady Bird update, but that's for later. Um, <laughs> on today's episode, you mentioned a woman who had slept in a bed that her now husband's mother died in. Mm-hmm. This is from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And it reminded me of a story that still shakes me to this day, although not paranormal. I would argue that it is. Okay. Um, when I was about 10, my dad took me to an auction where they were also selling semis and they of course had them open so people could view them. Um, now Andrew, what's your best guess for what a semi is as a fellow, um, indoor adult? I mean, for me, a semi is, is a big truck. It's a truck. It's a truck. I asked Jason. Um, and then he was like, unless you're talking about semis, (laughs) which is about 
like half a boner. Very good. Um, but I don't think those would be open so people could view them. Um, okay. Me being a child decided I have undiagnosed ADD and want to play Pokemon. And my dad had me sit in the cab of one of the semis. <laughs> one man comes up and starts looking around when suddenly a second man walks up and says, does it still stink in there? Oh. Confused. Both me and the other guy look up at the man who proceeds to say, old boy died in there. No. Took three days for them to realize it. It's always three days. Oh, my God. And then Colton writes, come on and slam and welcome to the ma'am. <laughs> Very good. Very good work, Colton. Very good use of the catchphrase. Mm-hmm. This was the exact trauma that made me decide to try to be funny on the internet in return for validation. <laughs> Not paranormal, but still spooks me to my core, especially because I don't know if it was true or just a guy trying to mess with us. Um, and then he writes, uh, for your consideration is a photo of Scree, S-C-R-Y, oh, short for Scrybaby. I don't know what that means. It, uh, in audition for Small Cat and Wait Till Marvin Comes. No donuts were harming the taking this photo. Much love, Colton. And there's a picture of a really cute oh, little black cat. That is very cute. Who's sitting on a donut box. That's where I want my cats firmly planted atop a donut box i know i never buy donuts and maybe that's just a cat owner thing <laughs> I know. like i get um a chocolate croissant i feel like buying donuts is like if you graduated college in the 80s or before that's what you do and after this point you, donuts are bought and you have them you know what i mean yeah you have a donut near in in a place mm-hmm. <laughs> near a place <laughs> Everything I've said makes sense to me, um, which is the scariest part. But uh, Colton, this made me laugh uh, and think about haunted cars mm-hmm. because it's it's all when it comes to hauntings, Andrew Farmer. Yeah. It's all about the house. Right. But we don't spend all of our time in the house. We, we then talk about haunted hotels is sort of I would contend the next most popular haunted place next to a house then you've got haunted sort of like historical places and restaurants and totally areas library big time um a a book is just a ghost of some thoughts right and um and and then but all the way down the list and you can die car you you don't have to die where you live you can die anywhere you can die anywhere and we spend up to 58 years of every year in our cars. <laughs> Thank you for finally saying it. Someone had to. I know. And also, it's funny, uh, Andrew and I are both two uh, t- non-drivers. I'll say that. <laughs> I, I have a license, but I shouldn't. And I, Anna, I'm in the exact same boat. I say I, I am a very confident driver, and I'm a very bad driver. So it's it's a bad combination. It's best oh, for yeah. me to stay off the roads. I'm, I'm deeply the opposite. Like, I... Oh, no, I'm a bad driver and I'm not confident, which I think is actually not as bad as what no, you just no, said. No, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm a public menace. Um, I just, it's, it's good that I have the awareness to be like, I'm not good at this, so I'm not going to do it. And just to the future lawyers sort of doing a recon on us in our future court case for vehicular manslaughter, uh, who found this and is going to use it in court. Hello, and welcome to the pod. I'm on and slam and welcome to the pod. Wow. Um, so I looked up haunted cars on Google Good. because I'm a, um, sort of a APM report style reporter. Um, and I found the Volo Auto Museum 
uh, website called volocars.com, which is in Illinois. Um, they are open for COVID. Oh, sorry. The museum is closed. Volo Museum Auto Sales is open. Okay. And this is in um, Volo, Illinois. I don't know where that is. Um, please write in. Please, please. Um, but they have a whole article called Famous Cursed and Haunted Cars. I love that you said cursed, Anna. That's my preferred way of pronouncing it. Cursed is is what is somebody said fuck in the past. Yeah. Cursed, cursed could be... Curse could be anything. Cursed is something worth talking about. It really is. Cursed is Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's no credited writer on this, but whoever it is, you're great. Um, okay, great. So the number one most evil car in America um, is a 1964 Dodge 330 which came to be known as the most evil car in America after it allegedly killed more than a dozen people. <gasps> after it killed? It. Okay. I'm the listening. car was f- the car was first purchased by a police unit during the car's career as a police vehicle. Three officers drove it. Each officer is scary enough. Yeah. Each officer who drove the car ended up committing murder suicides. <gasps> Where they first murdered their families, then killed themselves. Uh, we know. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a damn baby. I know what it is. That's the only thing that I know what it is. <laughs> I don't true. I don't know how to make left turns, but I know what a murder suicide is. Okay. Yeah. The eerie similarities made people wonder if the car was possessing its drivers. The car's next owner, Wendy Allen, Uh-oh. which I just want to be on her side, you know. Yeah, she's W A initials perfect. Yes. Um, uh, Wendy Allen had a similarly spooky experience with the vehicle. When Wendy drove on the highway, the car would open its doors without anyone touching them and jam its steering wheel, placing passengers in harm's way. Um, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am to the car. Wendy, you're fine. Wendy, you're fine. The car, you need to stop popping off on the highway. That's the truth. The only explanation aside from ghosts is that Wendy didn't know that schnapps has alcohol in it. <laughs> the only possible i thought it was like a mint soda no i thought wendy. it was german for coke no wendy i think you knew wendy <laughs> wendy um okay this is a very andrew farmer moment of this story are you ready yep. when members of a local church heard about the car's reputation they went out and vandalized the car to attempt to stop it from being used. I mean, listen, when a church has an opportunity to commit vandalism in the name of the Lord, there's going to be a turnout, okay? But I know, but Andrew, this there is a turn to the story. Are you ready? The sentence has made me happier than any human person. The story goes that many of those who vandalized the car... Ended up decapitated by an 18-wheeler truck (laughs) with one member struck by lightning. (laughs) Listen, this is a big deal. This is a huge day for you and for us. People need to know about this. People need to talk more about it. Okay, this next sentence is also very good. This is sort of a very Patty Harrison sentence. Okay. Um, just in the oof. Um, in 2007, a child who supposedly touched the car went out to kill his entire family, much in the same way as the three police officers. <laughs> a child 
who touched the car? Uh, like a car touching kid killing the family oh is just I have a to lot. say, were you a car touching kid? I was not. No, I was, uh, I will say I was a weird kid. I ate icicles off of our neighbor's uh, bumpers, which we've talked about yes. during snowstorms because they were salty from the road. <laughs> um, were you a car touching kid? No, I, I think I believed that um, if you set off someone's car alarm, you could be taken to prison. I don't know whether <laughs> I invented that in my head or whether my dad, who's an attorney, told me that. Um, but Andrew, I got to say, I don't know if that's not true. <laughs> no, I stay far away from cars. Let it be known. As two non-cars, Andrew and I don't know anything about them. <laughs> I I just found out two years ago that I was slamming the car door so hard my Uber rating was going down. That's, I don't know. Well, you never know because, I, you know what, that to me says that um, you grew up with a grandparent who had a car where they were like, you really got to slam it. That's true. You know? Yeah, don't be afraid. Yeah, you get, slam it. That's what car doors are for. Slam it hard. Go for you. We grew up with those like sliding minivan cars, oh, car doors. Yeah. You had to... I mean, I, I blame a lot of my shoulder troubles on sliding minivan car doors because you had to jerk that thing harder than you'd think possible. That's the last time I exercised yeah, and was I, closing one I of those doors. the phrasing of that immediately. But, um, and now it's just a little button you push, and that's that. That's what's wrong with kids today. That's true. Um, okay. Oh, uh... After this tragedy, a local local church member stole the car and chopped it up into small pieces, Good. sending the pieces to multiple junkyards to ensure it was never reassembled. <laughs> as far as we know, the car hasn't come back. Wow. Um, I mean, Anna, the first thing this makes me think of, I just have to say, related to, to car whore, um, you sent me, or was it Billy, who sent me a video of... Um, like most shocking footage caught on camera of a woman on a moped being hit by a truck and then she's flung off the moped and she falls into a storm drain. Is that what happened? Yes. This is one of the hardest times I've ever laughed at someone getting hurt. Uh, it looks purposeful. I cannot. The Gentle listener, the sight of this woman's legs slipping down a storm drain after being propelled from a moped is the silliest thing I've ever seen. And I hope she's okay. I hope so too. Um, maybe she'll die later and then kill her whole family. I don't know, oh, no. but I have to say, I then looked up the cursed car just to see what else is out there. Okay. Um, and that's not the end of the story. <gasps> um, apparently Wendy set out to find it. So this is from autoevolution.com. Good. Um, which cites a Jalopnik article about this car. Great. It's it's basically a book, uh, what I'm reading <laughs> to you right now. Um, apparently, the name of the car was the Golden Eagle. Wow. And this is in Old Orchard Beach, Maine. Oh, I was not um, placing it at Maine at all. Okay, this is... I wasn't this is either. Yeah. I wasn't either. I was thinking Illinois because that's where the auto museum is. Oh, right, open roads, um, for sure. Yes, um, but this, as they write, um, as any... Oh, so let me see if there's an writer on this uh elena gorgon really Whoa. good name very andrew farmer name that is fully i'm sorry elena but i did create you you come from my brain you came from your brain other things on autoevolution.com the number one story right now is the most beautiful car junkyard lies underground in wales <laughs> anyway okay so um this other okay 
uh, as any other car owner would do, Wendy set out to find all the pieces of her beloved family car. You see, Wendy actually takes pride in owning nothing but haunted cars. Good. Which she embellishes with rhinestones and teddy bears and drives across the country to shows. She also claims to be a witch. She calls herself Reverend Eelcat and, quote, the one and only sea witch of Old Orchard Beach. Okay, Anna, <laughs> you created this person. I absolutely <laughs> did. She owns the Church of the Holy Rhinestone. Her blog was last updated in 2012. Oh, the one and only um, sea witch. I mean, if you get a second dog, Anna, that's its name for sure. Absolutely. Um so she wasn't about to let herself be scared by the fact that her car seemed to bring death wherever it was. She managed to raise funds and track down all pieces of the eagle, and she put it back together. That's... She's been keeping it safe in hiding ever since, but she maintains that her car is not a killer. It's haunted, all right, but it's not a killer. Quote, it's just a car that's been passed down to my family for years and people are reading too much into the things that have happened to people around the car because look at me, my family, my friends. We are fine, aren't we? If the car was hell bent on killing everyone, well, why isn't everyone dead? <laughs> Anna, this is Andrew? exactly what my mom said about a long standing vacuum cleaner that we had that would shock everyone else half to death and it did not do it to my mom. And she'd be like, I'm not getting rid of it. It's fine. And oh. the amount of times, Anna, that this thing shocked my wig off is stunning. Of course. Oh my God. Andrew, that nothing makes more sense to me than Joe Beth Farmer not being like a, a haunted vacuum being like, Oh, Hey Joe. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. Also, this other article says that 32 members of the church have died mysteriously and four were struck by lightning. Okay, I have questions. But I also have to say, if you're the kind of person who like descends upon a haunted car with a mob, yeah. I think you live your life a little closer to the edge than most people. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm less surprised to hear that you have passed away than like other people who are like, oh, weird. That's a really good point. That's a really if you find <laughs> yourself little... joining a mob to to hack apart any inanimate <laughs> object, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't think you're going to die peacefully in your bed. I'd hate to break you. To you. You're a candle in the wind, and I salute you. <laughs> keep keep on doing what you're doing. Oh my god. Um, uh, really, nothing's going to beat that. But there's no. uh, another one which is funny to put under haunted cars. Okay. Um, this is uh, also on volocars.com. Um, Archduke Franz Ferdinand's Grafenstift death limo. <laughs> um, the This death limo might claim the largest kill count due to its role in Archduke Franz Ferdinand's death, which, as you'll recall, anyone who attended um, eighth grade may or may not remember that Archduke Franz Ferdinand was the Archduke of Austria, mm -hmm. and he was a assassinated by a man and that lit off the powder keg that was world war one um i guess passed, this you just passed ap world history anna i am covered in thick sweat that was the hardest thing i've ever done <laughs> oh my god the only reason i knew austria is because it said austria on the page i got scared <laughs> i was like hungry austria prussia prussian prussia prussia <laughs> um 
I just think it's funny that they're blaming the car for this. Anyway, okay. Um, due to its role in Archduke Franz Ferdinand's death, it's often blamed for the beginning of World War One. Discounting the car's role in the start of World War One, it still has a number of deaths and injuries associated with it. Oh. It all started on the day where the Art- Austrian Archduke had just avoided an attempt on his life. Um, riding in the Graf and Stift limo, the Archduke and his wife were on their way to comfort those in the hospital who were injured in the attempt on his life. While they were on the way, the open-air limo stalled in the street. Unfortunately, they stalled in front of a cafe where one of the failed assassins had stopped to get a drink. What? As the Bosnian anarchist walked out of the cafe, he saw the Archduke sitting there, giving him a second chance to complete the job. The assassin took advantage of the stalled car to shoot the Archduke and his wife, leaving them to die and tipping tensions in Europe over the edge to begin World War I. I, Did you know this? No. Okay, it is the car's fault. That is, I I just did a complete 180 on this. I am full anti-car now. This is like a, uh, like a farce, like a European farce of an assassination where it's like, and we stop in the middle to have a little cafe <laughs> and then we leave and he is there and what I do, I shoot him. Yeah, this is a Mr. Bean segment. It really is. <laughs> um, uh, Bosnia is in France, right? I'm good at acting. Uh, okay, so... I just need to double check that this is true. I will say, Anna, on on Archduke Ferdinand's um, Wikipedia page, one of the whole sections he has is just character, which that that's stressful. If I had that on my Wikipedia page, like just like two paragraphs describing my character. Yikes. What was his character like? Um, Francis Ferdinand was a prince of absolutist inclinations, but he had certain intellectual gifts and undoubted moral earnestness, period. Oh, I wasn't expecting it to be good, I have to be honest. I think you're right, Anna. On arriving at the governor's residence, Franz angrily shouted, so this is how you welcome your guests, with bombs. Uh, Ugh. Buddy. Yeah, let's, let's, you know. And the car stalled, and he fucking got him. I can't believe this, Anna. Okay, yeah, it's, it's an evil car. Let's just say it. This is an evil car, and there's more. Okay. Um... Uh, without the car stalling, the assassination would never have happened and history might be much different. Of course, the car stalling can be attributed to a case of bad luck, yet the assassination would be the last death to happen in the car. The next person who owned the car was an Austrian general who went insane as he rode the car through Vienna. Good God. After the general gave up the car, the governor of Yugoslavia took ownership of it. It would take four car accidents and the loss of his arm to convince the governor to sell the car. I which I think say- part of this is just like in the early... 1920s whenever this would have been like yeah people were people were not lead soda but i will say (laughs) vienna is a great place to drive while insane i would say beautiful one might one might argue it feels natural yeah it feels like i would read this um like memoir (laughs) um a surgeon friend of the governor bought the car and probably got in a crash six months later that killed him. The tale goes on that the next owner was a German captain who died driving while trying to avoid two pedestrians. All in all, the car would go on to claim 13 lives. What? And would be owned by 15 different people before it retired to a museum where it now rests. I'm astounded by a car's ability to have so many people die in it. Like, wouldn't the car be sent to a farm at some point? I, I just don't understand. A car farm? A car farm. 
Show me the car farms. Let me see the car farm. Show me the car farm. Um, <clears throat> wow. Really nuts. I mean, have you ever gotten in a, have you ever like been in a car that you're like, this is a bad car or like there's something wrong <sighs> spiritually with this car? I'm trying to think. I mean, now anytime I take an Uber in New York, which is often when I go home from work late at night, mm-hmm. they now, most of them have some sort of plastic shield yeah. up between the driver and the passenger, which does make me feel safe. But I have to say they're also like fully done. Just the driver has to do it on their own. And they're all done completely different. Some are like shower curtains, right. like a curtain rod that's been taped to the ceiling and like, I would do no better, but it makes me scared because it's like, oh, we are all completely on our own in the richest economy in the world. We are just taping plastic and being like, and this is science now and it's a hospital. It's it's so in that way, I feel like when I get in a car, I'm like, this is not okay. Oh, yeah, I get that. I I don't I will say I don't I don't know that this was an evil car, but it was a car that um, affected me spiritually. In my parents' neighborhood, um, there was a car that was in the parking lot of the adjoining condos that is a bright pink car with a chandelier in it. (gasps) And um, the chandelier is kind of like – it has a crocheted element to it. Like it's a full chandelier in the backseat of the car. Like it could not have passengers in it. Um, Okay. And it would drive around and – uh, the, just the sight of a chandelier in a car glowing um, was it, no. It cre- I mean, I want to say that it it, it, it like it, I want to say that it gave me a sense of whimsy, but there's something kind of ghoulish about a a car glowing from within, especially like a powder pink car. God, of course, yeah. And it's the um, chandelier itself is so large that someone couldn't fit in there. Is that in, what you're saying? In the in the back two passenger seats weird yeah. i understand like a, a a flirty little kicky little mini chandelier in the middle mm-hmm. that sort of blocks the rear view mirror in a dangerous way but huh, I, I don't know and I think a big sh- that's spooky it was very spooky i think also like an element of it that creeped me out was that i mean i know it I, it didn't look like it had like any jangly dangly things in it but the concept of like driving in a car that has like a jangly dangly sound attached oh yeah creeps me out scares me bad um one of the things that scares me the most like I, my dad consults at a bunch of different facilities and uh in the before time <laughs> he was a um a, a faculty member at st john's so he has a ton of passes just hanging from his rearview mirror <gasps> along with um he's also like a runner oh so like participation medals and yep. like best in age group stuff. Just there's so much shit hanging and anytime he moves at all, it's like splamping around <laughs> scares me. But the thing that scared me the most as a child that I like, and I never really talk about cause I guess it's not that interesting is that nothing scared me more than on a windy day, seeing traffic lights like <gasps> blowing in the breeze. Oh yeah. That made me feel like things were about to go down. It made me doubt infrastructure for sure. Yeah, I'm like, hold it still. <laughs> Make it be still. <laughs> that is very true, Anna. That I I would have a very ominous feeling when I would see that. Or or um stop signs wobbling because of wind. I'd be like, uh-oh. Oh, make it stay still. <laughs> wow. 
I'm really delighted by Haunted Cars, Anna. I do feel like this feels like it could be a series. I have a feeling we would see more Haunted Car stories roll in. Oh, please. Uh, or go or or drive in. I couldn't think of a, a driving term. <laughs> I don't know. They put it in neutral and pushed it in. Um. Yeah, please write in with your Haunted Car stories. Write in with your... World War One sort of surprising factoids that we somehow missed. Oh yeah, haunted haunted World War One stories for sure. I can't believe that we all in school were glossed over the fact that it was like an absolute gimme of a assassination. Right. I mean, they were like, nah, they don't really need to know that. Like, that's funny. We spent a whole day in high school talking about Mary Todd Lincoln's debts, like financial debts. Like you're going to take a whole day for that. And we're not going to talk about a stalled car in front of a cafe that resulted in Archduke Ferdinand being killed. Well, Andrew, I didn't know she had debt. Okay. Well, she did. She had some, she had some big financial debts and she was a bit of a spend horse. (laughs) Oh my god! Imagine I love that your phrase. private life being flaunted. Like, <laughs> I just feel oh. bad for Mary Todd Lincoln. Just you know, like fifteen-year-olds who smell like Doritos being told about all your worst character traits. <laughs> she wasn't just crazy and fat. <laughs> like, oh come on, man! Oh. I know it's a neutral descriptor, but I don't like the way you said it. <laughs> oh, put that damn. on my gravestone, frankly. He Please. wasn't just crazy and fat. Ellipses. That's it. <laughs> the end. He's also dead. <laughs> um, and if anybody knows Gavrilo Princip, please write in. Oh, please. Um, um, Anna, I feel it is time to return to an age-old tradition uh, on Urban Legisode Day. Scary, scary ideas, ideas for things, for things that, that, that could, could happen. happen. Um, do you have one or should I? I would like to go first. Please do. You awake in an underground lair. And at first you're scared. You think, who brought me to this lair? Then you look down and see you're wearing a beautiful wedding dress. And then you look back up and see your scared bride of whichever gender you like. And the, the bride is going... I have come to you, Dark One, evil, evil thing. You, I worship you. And then you realize that you forget that you're, it's your underground lair. You're the evil one. And you went to kidnap this bride, but the bride is in love with you. And it actually works out really great. That That could could happen. happen. I love lair related scary dish things that can happen, Anna. (sighs) People forget about lairs. They're great. Ah, Southern Lairving. I've, we're going to cut that. I hate that Ooh, so much. Wow. No, we're keeping it in. We need for people to know that you're a monster. Um, okay, I've got one. I've got one. Okay, you go. You get an envelope in mid-January that looks like it's a Christmas card, but you're like, this is way too late for a Christmas card. And there's no return address on it. And then you open the Christmas card, and it is a picture of you. But in 20 years, and you're surrounded by commemorative dolls, oh. and it says on it, hey, uh, this is me from the future to you, oh. who is myself, and I'm having a great time, but I was wondering if 
you know, 20 years in the past, you could get a bigger place because I'm running out of room for all my commemorative dolls who I kiss and who I am married to. <laughs> that, could that could happen. happen. <laughs> that is a scary idea for something that could happen. <laughs> Listen, that's very scary. You buy two commemorative dolls and you begin to think, I mean, I'm not just going to get two commemorative dolls. You can't just have two. What do you do in that situation? Do you cut yourself off? That's or do you make question. yourself happy? I love I love moral uh, conundrum, scary ideas that, for things that can happen. I do too. I do. You, do you resist? Do you resist becoming that, or do you just make yourself comfortable the way you are? I think I th- I think I spend a little while thinking: Am I ready to commit to doll life? Um, mm-hmm. And if I am, then I let it happen. But if I think mm, I think I might want to do other things with my life, then maybe I'll cut myself off. Absolutely. Well, we are an educational podcast. First and um, foremost. The, go- yeah. <laughs> the U.S. government gave us so much money to do this. Yeah. They thought they thought it was um, somehow a thing to teach people how to grow corn. But <laughs> it really went off the rails somehow. It's sort of Sesame Street for corn farmers. <laughs> that You got the wrong a- Andrew Farmer. I know. Meant- somewhere, somewhere some poor guy's getting messages um, about scary stories. He's like, let me focus on my corn. <laughs> focus on it oh my god thank you all so much for listening in a pleasure um, as if, always anna a pledge if you liked the podcast congrats on having certain kinds of taste i was gonna say good taste but I, i'm not confident um you can leave us a five-star review on itunes say that you hate the sound of our voice and don't like that we're women and gay mm-hmm. and um you can please send us your scary stories at scarystorypod at gmail. We'd love it. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at scarystory underscore pod. Perfect. And I, until next time, get, get out, out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.